Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Too Late to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And I'm Kevin. Together, we're going to dive into different topics around weight loss, body image, relationships with food, and how to overcome life's everyday struggles and challenges so we can all live our best lives possible. Remember, it's It's never never too late late to fly. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. This is episode 33. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about how Jacqueline found her eating disorder therapist and also um, the start of her journey and how she got started with this uh, eating disorder recovery. And also, I know that this is one of the most asked questions that she gets asked all the time is absolutely, how did you find um, a therapist who specializes in eating disorders? Right. So like Kevin said, I get asked all the time how I found this specific eating disorder therapist and how it's kind of different from like a regular traditional therapist. And before I kind of get into all of that, I really wanted to start this with a disclaimer that I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to diagnose, tell you what you need to do, what you should be doing, or if you have some of these similar challenges or struggles that I talk about that you automatically have an eating disorder and that you need to seek help. This is just me sharing my journey and my own personal experience. Everyone's journey is different. Everyone's experiences is different. And even if we might have similar issues or challenges, it doesn't mean that our paths are exactly the same and that I'm here to tell you what you need to do as well. So I just kind of wanted to throw out that little disclaimer before we get started that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a therapist, and I'm just here to kind of share my own personal experience with this. And like Kevin mentioned, I get asked all the time how I found my eating disorder therapist. And I started going to therapy years ago because I was really struggling and I was really in a dark place after I had lost, I think it was around 300 pounds. And I was really struggling with my body, really struggling with food and specifically really struggling with my loose skin and how mentally that was playing with the whole aspect of how I felt about myself. And so I got in touch with just a regular therapist and it was more working on like self-confidence, but I felt like it never addressed the real underlining issue, which was that there was an eating disorder going on from the very beginning. And what made it very difficult is because I was at a quote unquote ideal weight or a healthy weight, none of my doctors even considered that I was struggling with food. And when I brought it up, They just said, well, you're healthy. You're fine. You're at a healthy weight. You're doing a good job. I'm so proud of you. You lost all this weight. You should feel so proud of yourself. And so I kind of silenced that those challenges that I was kind of having because everyone kept telling me how good I looked. Everyone kept telling me I did a great job. I was at a healthy weight. I was doing a great job. And so I figured, okay, well, these are just personal things that I'm going to eventually deal with. Like, they're just naturally part of the journey. So I kept, you know, talking to a therapist about my excess skin, went through the surgeries, kind of worked on that aspect of it. But deep down inside, I always knew something else was off and something didn't quite feel right. Right. And I think, too, that's like one of the big things you said right there is is you had this outward appearance that it, it seemed like everything was all good and you, everything was whatever. And I think not only with eating disorders, but mental health in general, you don't know what someone's thinking inside their head. They could put out that outward appearance and everything seems fine. Everything looks happy. And deep down inside, they're really hurt and in a dark place. And I think that that's something like you said, like that those that therapy is a huge stepping stone to being able to kind of 
um not embrace the 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 struggle but to like overcome and admit that there you are struggling exactly and like kevin brought up a great point you can't tell on the outside for most cases when someone's struggling mentally just like because of someone's outward appearance, you can't tell automatically if someone has an eating disorder. There's not one size fits all. There's not this is the body type that has an eating disorder. And so I think I fell into that category of on the outside, I didn't look like I was struggling. I didn't look like I was struggling with food. Uh, my doctors were finally happy that, again, I'll use this. I hate this word, but at a healthy weight. And they thought all my issues just magically went away. So I think deep down inside, I thought okay, well, that's true. I'm healthy. This is what it's supposed to be like. I should not be eating. I should be restricting like this. I should be doing all these unhealthy things because that's what I'm supposed to do. And it never quite felt right, like completely depriving myself, not eating food, starving myself, killing myself in a gym was not right. But I felt like it's what I had to do because of how much praise I was getting for how much weight I lost and how I was doing such a good job. And it kind of, like I said, silenced that deep voice inside myself that I've learned to trust over the years is when something doesn't feel right, it probably means it's not right. And it finally took me, I think, gaining some weight to finally have something click that I'm not okay. And it wasn't because of the weight gain. It wasn't because, oh my gosh, I hate myself and my body but just the behaviors I was engaging with, the way I thought about food, the way I was constantly thinking about food, where I was completely restricting myself and then I could not stop binging out. Things, again, just did not feel right over the course of these like years. And finally, I went to my doctor and it was like that final straw where I really had to be an advocate for myself. And that's why I can't stress this enough how much you have to be an advocate for yourself and your own health, whether it be physical or mental, and really push for what you need, no matter if a doctor tells you you're fine, it doesn't matter. God forbid you have a doctor like I saw who said my mental health didn't matter to her. No matter what, you have to speak up and be an advocate for yourself. And if something's not right, you have to listen to that voice and get the help that you need. And I had a conversation with her and I I didn't know the words to say, oh, I have an eating disorder. I need to see an eating disorder therapist. But I had to tell her I'm starving myself. I'm completely cutting down calories. I'm not even eating a thousand calories someday. I'm doing like two hours of cardio and I this is not okay. And then on the flip side, I can't stop eating. I'm eating boxes of donuts. I'm eating bags of chips and then starving myself. Something's not right. And the the part that makes me a little bit, I don't know if it's sad or frustrated or it's both, but it's like, because I gained weight, I feel like she actually saw I was struggling because I gained weight and I was at a weight that maybe wasn't ideal anymore. And so then she thought, okay, well now she needs help because she's not at this ideal weight or she's heavier than we want her to be. And that's what kind of doesn't sit well with me either. Right. And I think, too, the other part that I struggle with from your, this whole journey is that there was never therapy that was recommended or suggested or even brought up until you sought it yourself. Like when someone's that far overweight to that extreme, like obviously something's going on to get them to that point. Why not suggest that? Not, 
why not suggest therapy at that point? Like, yeah. I still don't, I don't, it doesn't, it boggles my mind looking back at like how that was never brought up from a medical professional right. to. All that was ever said to me was you need to lose weight. Oh, you should try losing weight. You should try to be more active and cut your calories. You need to lose weight. But the mental aspect of why did I get that heavy? Why did I get to 500 pounds in the first place? And not realizing that bias of because you don't look like you typically have an eating disorder that you must have one. It's mostly you're lazy, you're not working out, you're eating too much food, cut your calories, start working out more and lose weight, period. That's all it is. And I think it was such a stigma that eating disorders were only the other way where people were underweight, under eating, not nourishing themselves. That was an eating disorder. So there was no way that I could have one because I was eating too much. And I think that's where it's so hard in like the medical field for people getting the actual help they need because it's still such a stigma around if you don't look a certain way, you're not bad enough to get help or they're not classified as you're bad enough in an eating disorder. And that's, I think, like Kevin said, I wish someone would have said, let's just talk to someone and see what's going on. And realized when I was 500 pounds, these same patterns were going on that I still had an eating disorder going on at that point. And getting the help from the very beginning, I think would have been life changing. And I sometimes sit here and I'm like, well, I wish this would have happened. I wish this would have happened. But it's like all I can control now is moving forward. And that's what I really try to focus on and why I stress so much about taking care of your mental health, making sure no matter what journey changes, no matter what you're doing, that you're taking care of your mental health and getting the proper help, talking to someone, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a therapist, but just making sure you're checking in with yourself. And if something doesn't feel right, you speak up and you ask for help right away. And it's something I've learned. It's something that going through this journey, like I said, I wish I can go back and change it. But it's brought me to this place now where I do have kind of more of this knowledge that I can share with others to hopefully help as many people as I can who are struggling to not feel alone either. And so, like I was saying, it really took me standing up for myself and being an advocate for myself and telling my doctor something's not right and I need help, whether that's a therapist, whether it's a nutritionist, whether it's. I'm struggling and I need help. And it's not just a regular therapist. I need someone who's deeper with being able to talk about the weight gain, the restricting, the lowering my calories and all of these issues. And again, I didn't have the words to say eating disorder or body image specialist. It was just it's beyond just talking to someone regularly. It needs to be something deeper than that. And so she put me in touch with the therapy department. And I remember uh, they called, they assigned me with like a random doctor. And when they called to make that appointment, I said, no, I need to talk to the head of the department. Whoever's the head doctor, whoever's in charge, that's who I need to talk with so I can get matched up with a doctor who's actually going to help with what I'm going through. And they told me, well, you can go and try a bunch of different therapists and see which one's a fit. And I told them, I just need to talk to the head of the department. So it was a few days. The lady called me back and she said, well, what specifically are you looking for? And I like laid it all out. I said, I'm not eating. I'm starving myself. I'm 
working out in the gym too much. I'm gaining weight. I've lost over 300 pounds. Like I laid it all out and I said, and I need help. I don't exactly know kind of the right doctor or if there's like a title for someone specific I need, but this is what I'm going through and I need someone who's going to help me with this. And I think I got lucky a little bit because there was this new doctor. She was in her like residency still. And she said, I think you'll be a good fit with her. Try it out. She's an eating disorder therapist and a body image specialist. She's like a regular therapist who specialized in that. And she said, I think that's completely in your... Like right up your alley, what you need. And that kind of clicked weird. And I was like, eating disorder therapist? Like, what? Okay, I'll try this out. But it wasn't, it didn't click yet that I have an eating disorder. And so I went to see her. She was super sweet. And it, I think, was hard because when something's new and it's scary it kind of, for me, closes me off and it takes a little bit for me to feel comfortable with someone to truly open myself up and actually share what was going on. And so it took a few sessions, kind of, we talked about work, we talked about my weight loss, we talked about like kind of all the normal mental health check-in things. And I think I was waiting for her to be like, okay, well, I heard you're struggling with this. This is how I'm going to help you. And I left the session kind of like, I really like this lady, but she's not helping me with what I'm asking for help with. And I would get home and I would try to think, replay in my head, like, what did we talk about? Why were we talking about work? Why were we going through all of these things? She's supposed to be helping me with food. She's supposed to be helping me with my relationship with food. She's supposed to be helping because I'm gaining weight. And then it kind of clicked where I'm not the one who's being open and honest with what I'm struggling with. So how can she help me if I'm not bringing these things up? And it was like a light bulb moment that happened. And so the next session, she kind of started, how are you doing? How's work? And she probably thought I was the craziest person ever because out of nowhere, I was like, okay, I'm struggling with food. And she's like, okay, well, that's, I asked you about work, but that's, that's, that's fine. And I was like, and I'm not eating and I'm starving myself and I'm always hungry. And I'm like, and I just started listing it off. And I think then I felt like this weight was lifted off my chest and I was like, okay, fix it. And she's like, okay, but that's not how it works. (laughs) Um, But we were able to start kind of getting into those topics and start to kind of change the narrative around food and how I talked to myself and thought about myself and viewed myself. But it took me actually being open. And I didn't have the words to say, okay, I have an eating disorder, but that's not my job. That's her specialty and what she does. I just had to be honest with what I was struggling with and kind of I don't know the right word, like being open enough to admit. I think admit, that's exactly like, it. I think it, it it came from, I think you being, like you said, maybe lucky that you got the right therapist at the right time. But it also, I think, comes from you being in a place of accepting that this is where I am currently in my journey. This is what I'm facing. These are the, the struggles that I'm trying to overcome. And kind of having that perfect storm come together so that you had the person who was there to help you and to listen to you and give you maybe some tips or pointers I think, like you said, ultimately it boils down to you were ready to open up and share that stuff and say, I need help. 
and to actually be open and out there because I think that's the other thing is until you're open and out there, going to see the best therapist in the world isn't going to do mm -hmm. a thing if you're closed off. And And I think that goes back to how people think, oh, you must be weak if you're going to therapy. We have these like stigmas around going to therapy and talking to someone, but like actually going and being so vulnerable and honest and sharing the things that are struggling and challenging and that are scary and hard to talk about and actually being vulnerable with all of this is one of the strongest things you can do. And it's not like a cliche thing. Like I'm sitting here saying like, you know, asking for help is powerful and all these things we hear actually going through it. And for me, how hard it was for me to actually be open and vulnerable was one of the hardest things that I had to do, but it was also so freeing. And it makes me feel like, you know what, no matter what challenges I have or what I'm facing, I'm strong enough to face them because I'm strong enough to be open with how I'm actually feeling. I'm strong enough to know I'm challenged, I'm having challenges and I need help. And I think that is where that power comes and where like all those sayings come from asking for help is powerful. It's okay not to be okay. Like all of these things we hear is because it's so true because when you're in that moment and you actually have to say, this is going on and I'm not okay, it takes so much courage and power and strength. And I think that's what people don't necessarily realize with well, I think therapy. too, until you actually open up, it's impossible to overcome those things like you're always holding on to it it's always being suppressed and kind of held back and so until you actually open it open up and talk about it and start working towards overcoming it like you'll never get there if you don't start like it, right. it's so hard to start but it's so powerful too at the same time right and like i said it was so awkward because she's like oh how's your family how's work and i'm like help help me like you know and it it was so hard and after that, it was like the floodgates opened and I would just sit down on her like little couch. It's weird because now it's on the over the phone. COVID times fun. But um, I used to like literally plop down on her couch like you see in the movies. And she's like, how are you doing? And I would just cry. And it took me probably 10 minutes into the session. And then I'd be like, okay, now let's start now. But it was just like that knowing you have this time where someone's here just to help you and you don't have to pretend to be okay. You don't have to have a smile on your face. You don't have to pretend things are okay. I think it just opens the gate to you really being real and honest and vulnerable with yourself. And for me, being someone who doesn't talk about my emotions, who pretends I'm okay all the time, who constantly wants others to be happy that I put myself not always first. It's hard to kind of put yourself first sometimes. And I think going to therapy allowed me to actually do that. And then once that happened, it was kind of, there was no stopping me after that point. So I would usually sit there, cry, and then we would begin our session and I think saying this, like, I feel so lucky and blessed to have found my lady who I see, but I also want to, I can't stress this enough, it might not always be that easy, 
and you have that power to change or try someone new at any time if you think someone's not working. It's not just if you are assigned someone that that's your person and you just have to make it work. If you truly are putting the effort in and you don't feel like it's helping, there's absolutely nothing wrong with saying, I want to see someone else. I've done that before. I, When I started, I was seeing someone who was amazing and then she ended up leaving and then I went to see someone else and it was not quite a fit and I had to go back and say, this is not, this is not who I want and then that's when I went back to my doctor again and was like, no, this is specifically what I need. I'm not playing around this time. Um, But I want you to know if you are really struggling with something, whether it's an eating disorder or not, that you find the right person who can actually help you and you connect with and you feel comfortable being yourself and being open and vulnerable with so they can actually help you. Well, I think if you had to ask, if somebody was asking, like, how did you find your therapist? I think that's the number one key right there to finding a good therapist that fits with you is being open, honest, upfront and saying, these are the things I'm struggling with. This is what I need help with. Right. So that you can get aligned with right. a therapist who maybe specializes in that field of. And I know my therapy is with like my insurance coverage with like my doctor and my medical plan what's it called yeah um and i know a lot of people don't have that same coverage where it's all under one category i don't know how to explain it um but i definitely think searching your area talking to your primary doctor is still a great place to start and then researching in your area if there are doctors or specialists and with the power of social media there's a lot of people online who are registered therapist that you can have consultations with online as well. So I think definitely starting with your doctor, but then also knowing you have the power right at your fingertips right now to kind of make those connections or reach out or ask for a consult or find someone who maybe specializes in that area or network or look at different hashtags. And there's so many ways that you can actually find that help if it's not something like I did, which is through my primary doctor, which is in my insurance plan. I think, too, that's the amazing (laughs) thing about where we are right now in the world is that literally the the world is at your fingertips. Like You can connect with the therapist that's living across the globe from you, and if that's the person that you're meant to be, like it's it's available to you. It's not like you have to fly there and meet face-to-face. Like There's so many ways to communicate with people all over the globe. Especially in the times we're in with COVID and people at home and even me, I was going in in person, but now everything's online. So many appointments are online. So many could be done on the computer over the phone. Um, and so that's where I think, like Kevin said, it's amazing because you have the power to literally connect with anyone to try to help. And I would definitely make sure you do your research and make sure that they're legit and you know have their degrees and whatever help you need to get help. Um But definitely, I think that's a good place to start is start researching or looking or talking to your regular doctor and kind of getting their opinions or if they have suggestions as well, I think is a great place to start. And in terms of like actually getting the help, I think we have to be open to receiving that help as well. I know it could be so easy when my, you know, my therapist is talking to me about something to be like, oh, you're attacking me. That's not right. That's not how I am. And you kind of get defensive. 
But I think in order to actually get the help you need, if you are struggling and need the help, you have to be open to... To change, because to, if you keep right. doing what you're doing, you're going to stay in the same mental place that you are and right not, now. I know I've gotten into this before, not with my lady now, but in the past, where you get defensive because someone you feel like is calling out your flaws or your insecurities or your and your reaction is to kind of shut down and shut off and maybe attack back because you feel like they're attacking you. Well, I think that's human nature. Right. Like when somebody's doing that, I think that's a defense mechanism that absolutely, I, I know myself personally, when somebody's... Well, think out. about it like if you're crying and someone goes, oh, stop being emotional. And then I'm not getting emotional. And you start like, you know, it's the same thing. Right. And I think you have to be open to kind of knowing it might be uncomfortable or challenging or but they're there to help you. And if you don't feel like they're there to help you, then that's when you try to maybe find someone else or a better fit. No, Absolutely. I think, again, that you're bringing up that point again. You have to be open to therapy, open to wanting to change, open to, again, people calling out your flaws and all of these things. So, like, unless that is you, I think it's going to take you some time to make sure that you have the right therapist until you actually get opened up and to be able to start making that progress. Right. And you hit the nail on the head when you said it's going to take time, period. You can't just go to one session and say, okay, I have an eating disorder. I want to be, I don't, it's, the cure is not the word, but. Just making progress. I, I mean, want this to be done and over with. I don't want to have to struggle with it anymore and expect to have that be done in like one hour. Like it's going to take time. It's going to take work on your part. Even when you're not at your therapist or at the office or wherever it is, you're going to have to put that work and effort and time into it to make the changes that you want to see. And it's not going to be easy and it's not going to be overnight. And I think, I think that's anything in life. Like you're oh, going exactly. to have to put the t- the time and the effort in. Otherwise, you're not going to see the results, no matter what it is. And my therapist kind of said something that was a game changer to me, and I think it kind of solidified like you're the right one. You're the one I'm supposed to be with, because I feel like as much as social media and the internet is helpful in connecting us it can also be a very hard place to navigate. And I know I kind of, when I started thinking about seeing a therapist or immediately when I first began seeing my lady, you see places and people and pages and doctors and therapists all over saying, there's this one way to recover. There's this one size fits all. There's, you have to be doing this in order to recover. If you struggle with food, this is what you need to be doing. You shouldn't be doing this. You have to do this. And it gets really overwhelming. And for me, knowing I had gained weight, knowing I had fluid issues, knowing weight loss would help with a lot of those different medical issues I was having as well, I wasn't in a place to... I don't know how to say it. I was in a place where I wanted to recover and change the relationship I had with myself and food, but I also wanted to lose weight. And so it made me kind of feel like I was doing something wrong or I was bad or this was never going to work because I saw all these places and people talking about it's bad if you want to lose weight. It's bad if you're doing this. You can't do this. You can't lose weight and recover from an eating disorder. That doesn't, those two do not coincide. Right. And so I remember one time during my session, I told my therapist that I said, with you knowing one of my goals is weight loss, with now being diagnosed with a binge eating disorder, 
what do we do? Is weight loss bad? Should I not be losing weight? Do I have to go on this one way of eating in order to recover? What is this all about? Because I'm getting very overwhelmed and frustrated and thinking I don't fit into the mold of how we're going to go ahead and go about this. And she told me something that sticks with me every day is we need to meet you where you are. Everyone is different. There's not one right way to heal or recover. There's not one size fits all. And she said, my job as a therapist is to meet you where you are, to help you with where you are on your journey and to support you every step of the way. And she said, if that's weight loss, then I'm going to help you do it in a way that's going to change the way you view food, the way you view the relationship with yourself. I'm going to tell you when I'm noticing different ways you're thinking or talking or saying things. And we're going to be honest with each other to do this in the best way possible. But I'm going to support you with your weight loss. I'm going to support you with your goals, your hopes, your dreams, your everything you want to do. I'm here to support you. Everyone is on a different path. Everyone is on a different journey. Everyone's way of getting recovery and help is going to be different. And she said, and that's my job is whatever you need, I'm here to help and support you. And I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders when she said that. Because I felt there's no way I can lose weight and recover at the same time. There's no way I can go about this, do this. And her saying that actually made me feel like I can do this. And it's actually changed the way I view myself and food more than anything else, more than all the other sessions we've had past that. Just knowing that she was meeting me where I am and supporting me and encouraging me where I am has been one of the most powerful things that has happened. So I think, too, another thing to bring up and point out again, and I know I sound like a broken record at this point, but it's like you being open enough to say, this is what I'm struggling with. And is this possible? Allowed her to give you that little nugget of I'm here to meet you where you are and help you with what you need help with. I think, again, I, I can't, we can't stress it enough is, is being open to sharing what you're struggling with and open to making the changes and putting in the work to get those changes. Right. And reminding yourself that everyone's path is different. Everyone's journey is different. And there is not one size fits all. And eventually, maybe I'll end up not counting calories or points or and be on a path of trusting myself and my body and eating intuitively. And that's maybe the goal, the end goal. But that's not where I'm at right now. That's helpful. And where's gonna be most beneficial to me right now. And I think that's what made me feel open enough to be honest with I want to lose weight and I want to recover from this eating disorder and knowing my therapist was going to support me in both of those gave me that confidence to truly be myself and put in the work that I needed to do and that's the main reason I started a food journal and journaling more it's one of the things she told me to do 
was to write down my meals, write down if things trigger it, if I have foods that trigger that binge eating, if there's foods I can't eat, if I'm not able to eat, and just keeping track of how I'm feeling surrounding food. And then we kind of go over that and talk about it. And she kind of opens my eyes to new things like, see, when you ate this food, this is how you were feeling or how it made you feel. And I was like, oh, I didn't realize that. Or by eating chips every day, it made you not crave chips anymore, binge out on chips because you're actually allowing yourself to have it. And it was things where I was like, I didn't even realize that. I didn't even think about that. And really helping me with making weight loss a goal, but reminding me it's not the only goal. And I think she just keeps pounding that into my head. So she's encouraging me to do what's best for me, but also changing that narrative I have around weight loss altogether. And I think when you find someone who truly accepts you and supports you and isn't trying to fit you into this mold like everyone else and is treating you like your own individual person who's on their own individual path, that's what's helping more to kind of overcome the eating disorder in a way that works for me and not just going by a textbook of this is what you have to do because this is what everyone else does and this is what everyone else needs to do. And I think that is one of the biggest things that I think it, it, people aren't just pieces to be shuffled from box to box until they fit in the box that you think they should fit in. Right. Like everybody's individual. Everybody has their own story, their own journey, and their path is unique to them. And trying to, to pigeonhole everybody into the same thing is there. so many people are not going to be happy with that result. Right. And I think that one of the things, too, that she shared with me that I'll share with you is she keeps telling me food is food. And I was like, okay. And she's like, it's food. Whether you eat a salad, that's food. Whether you eat a donut, that's food. And changing that way of, well, I shouldn't have a donut because that's bad. I should have salad because it's good. And she said, why? And I was like, well, because I'm trying to lose weight and a donut's bad and a salad's good. And she's like, no, it's food. Both are food. I was like, that's weird. Like, and so just changing that narrative. And she said, if you want a donut, have a donut. It's a donut. It's nothing more than a donut. And I was like, that's powerful. Like for me, that was like a game changer too, because it wasn't looking at that donut as if I eat this, am I going to lose weight? If I eat this, am I going to gain weight? It was, it's a donut. If you want a donut, have the donut. If you feel like a salad, have the salad, but not eating the salad because you think it's going to help you lose weight or it's because you think that you should be eating it. And that whole concept to me was like a foreign thing. But she said, when you're craving a donut, I challenge you to go eat the donut. Don't get it. Hold on to it. Save it for later. Go pick it up. Eat it in the car on your way home and enjoy it. And so when I was craving a donut, I went and had one, I ate it, I enjoyed it. And I think that was maybe like two or three weeks ago now. And not once have I even thought about a donut until right now where I'm sharing the story. But it's just that power of to stop putting so much power in foods and telling yourself something's good or bad or you should or shouldn't be eating it. 
And the weird thing is, is I'm making all these little tweaks and changes and changing these little habits or behaviors that I've been ingrained in my head to think were true for years. And I feel like I'm slowly breaking apart this wall of things that I thought were true for so long, and I'm slowly breaking it down. And the weird part is, it's I'm actually still losing weight. And I think that concept is so weird to me where I'm eating more than I have. I'm eating more foods than I ever have before. I'm not stressing about what I can and cannot eat. And if I'm craving a donut, I eat a donut, but that you can still lose weight doing this. And it's changing the behaviors I have and the thought process I have and the way I think about food. And like I said, and it's adding to weight loss. I think that's what makes me feel empowered that I can do what I want to do without having food control me or my thoughts or my actions and having weight loss be a part of it because that's something I want, but not making it the whole part of it like I have for years. And I feel like she's slowly helping me with, like I said, meeting me where I am, but then helping along the way to overcome some of those things. So I think when it comes to back to like the question that this podcast episode was about is how to find a therapist. I think it all starts with you actually being honest with yourself, actually figuring out what your your struggles are, what your challenges are, what you do want help with. And then starting from there, whether it be like I did talking to my primary care doctor, looking online, looking in your area at local doctors, asking friends or family if they have any suggestions or know of anyone, and really being an advocate for yourself to make sure that you're taking care of yourself, not just physically, but mentally, and reminding yourself there's nothing wrong with you if your path or your journey or the trail you're on is different than everyone else. It matters with where you are and what you're struggling with and what your needs are and finding someone who actually understands and cares about you and wants what's best for you and is going to help you be the best you possible and give you kind of those tools and resources and support and love and care so you can keep moving forward on your journey while making your mental health a top priority. Because at the end of the day, I have a binge eating disorder, but I am not a binge eating disorder. It is two very completely things. It's something I struggle with. It's not something that defines me. And I think finding someone who can help you feel like you are an amazing human being, no matter what your struggles are, is one of the most number one things I would recommend in looking for for someone who's not trying to change who you are as a person, but is helping you be the best you possible. And like my therapist said, meeting you where you're at and not trying to change you to fit into a mold of someone that you're not. And that's my biggest advice I can give you is being honest and open with yourself, but also finding someone who is going to support you and your goals as well so you can get there in a healthy way possible. Absolutely. I think that, like you said, is the biggest key is it's finding someone who you can openly share with and who's going to openly help you without trying to kind of forcefully make you change. It's kind of giving you those ideas and you being open to actually implementing those ideas. Right. And she said, we can always make adjustments down the road. When I started with her, I was going back on Jenny Craig because that's what I thought I wanted to do. And she supported me with that until we kind of found 
I was really going on like a binge and restrict again. And it kind of opened my eyes that that program was somewhat at this point in my life adding to that. And I told her I was struggling. I told her I don't know what to do. And she said, the good thing about it is we can always do something new. And I'm here to support you in finding that something new. And when something stops working or stops serving you or stops helping you, we change it up and we keep going. There's not, this is the path and this is the only way that works. And this is what we have to do until the finish line. But along the way, being open and honest with myself and with her, or if I'm feeling something's not working, that we're going to change it together. Whether it be for me, the scale, the food plan, the logging, WW, no matter what it is, she said we can always make tweaks along the way because along the way, you're going to keep getting to different spots. You're going to keep learning new things. You're going to keep growing. You're going to keep changing the way you think. And that might keep changing what works and what doesn't work right exactly so that i think to me is a powerful thing because it's not like no matter what i'm choosing now a year from now it has to be the same thing because i'm constantly growing and changing and learning and unlearning and knowing someone's going to be there to support me and we might have to tweak the way we get to the finish line or recovery or whatever it is but we're not going to overall give up on the goal of recovery just maybe changing the way we get there. And so that I think is something that I wanted to share as well, because there's not one size that fits all, but it doesn't mean that what you're doing now has to be what you're doing forever as our goals change and we learn and unlearn and continue moving forward. All right. So with that, I think we'd like to take the time to thank everybody who took the time to listen to this podcast. And we hope that it brings some value to you. Um, If you are um, looking to start therapy or looking on how to find a a therapist that works for you in your situation. If you could also take the time to rate and review and subscribe wherever it is that you get podcasts, that would be tremendous. And also remember, it's it's never never too late late to fly. fly.